I'm an entrepreneur with a mission to share unique business experiences, tips of the trade, and entrepreneurial advice through fun and easygoing conversations with pros and peers. I'm Cassie, and I'm your host. Let's grab drinks after work every Thursday as we banter and brainstorm. With a shot of business and a splash of pleasure, this is the Mastermind Mixer. Ladies and gentlemen, on today's show, we have someone who I truly admire from the world of events and experiences, the incredible Anna. Anna is not just an event producer. She's a powerhouse, a sponsorship and event strategist, and the founder of Elevate Collective. Her mission is to support and educate visionary CEOs to build their legacies, all while making a profound social impact through the art of hosting unforgettable events and experiences. With over 15 years of experience in the event industry, Anna's journey started in the corporate world, where she crafted luxurious experiences that left a lasting impact on each of her clients. Her keen insight into sponsorship and its synergy with events has set her apart in this industry. She's witnessed firsthand how a single event, game, or even a dinner can profoundly influence lives and create unforgettable memories. And a great cocktail to pair with this episode is a classic champagne drink. This sophisticated cocktail complements. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Mastermind Mixer. Today we have Anna with us from the Elevated Collective. And um, I know quite a bit about our business because we have done our own inquiry call for um, the Escape Conference and the things that she offers and we are in for a treat. Hi, Anna. Hey, Cassie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have this chat with you. Yeah, I'm really happy that you're here. This has been a long time coming for everyone listening. We have had like every um, noise disturbance that you could possibly think of trying to impact us actually being able to record this episode. So yeah, it is, yeah. It is fate that we have finally made it here. <laughs> It'd be good though. It's all worth the wait. Yes, absolutely. So let's um, dive right in. Why don't you uh, tell us like what you do? Let's just start there. Yeah. So I guess you can quote say like my job, right, is uh, I'm an event producer. I am a sponsorship and event strategist and uh, the founder of Elevate Collective, which is uh, a global event consulting agency. And really, we're dedicated to supporting and educating visionary CEOs, um, ultimately to build their legacy and create meaningful like social impact in this world through the art of hosting events and um, experiences. So uh, I'm very, very passionate about events and, and memories and, and creating those those experiences for people. And um, what better way to, to bring your passion to, <laughs> to your job, really? Um, and, you know, a little bit outside of work, I am just honestly, I love authentic relationships um, and and really how meaningful they are in, in our lives and, and how each relationship and connection that we make with a person uh, can really create a beautiful moment in in the moment, but also trajectory for, you know, for the future of your life. Uh, and that's kind of in all, all pillars of life. And, uh, you know, being on this entrepreneurial journey, it, it really has truly opened my eyes to what impact we as humans can really make to those that, you know, we surround ourselves um, around and and also those that, that create the impact in our, you know, in our lives. Uh, and so ultimately, my mission is to, to help as many women to make their impact, uh, which then in turn helps make a better world for all of us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I, I think you have 
you know, in a space where, you know, event design, event coordination is some might think it's like a little bit saturated, but from mm-hmm. my experience looking for somebody, I, I found your unique perspective and your focus, um, like you mentioned on sponsorship strategizing as is just something that kind of sets you apart and something that you can't find in everybody. Um, so talk a little bit about like where that experience came from and, and how you were able to integrate that into your business. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I've been in events for over 15 years now uh, from the corporate side, uh, which, which was truly amazing. And, you know, I, I speak to that. Ultimately, I had the dream corporate job right out of college. I was very fortunate enough to join uh, an amazing global agency that really allowed me to set foot into, you know, kind of the the ground floor of creating luxurious, elevated uh, experiences for for the my client at the time. And that completely opened the door in my eyes to the true impact that you can make through events and experiences. And then adding into sponsorship and how that kind of, you know, correlates together uh, in in just kind of the business and experience of, of events and being immersed in in that world of corporate and travel. And, you know, I got to thankfully travel the world uh, through this job and really be able to see the impact that one show or one game or even one dinner can make on, uh, you know, on someone's life, whether they purchase it, whether they, you know, they, they mm-hmm. want it. And it, it was really, really amazing and remarkable. And, and ultimately kind of that dis- deciding factor of like, what do I want to do in my life? That was exactly it was to create those almost like once in a life experiences for people uh, that will stay with him for the, for the rest of their life. And so as I kind of transitioned from corporate and realizing that the impact can go so much further than the work I was doing necessarily for, from a corporate standpoint, right? Like there's a lot of money, there's a lot of legal, you know, there's there's that side of the world, which again, right. Dream job, absolutely created amazing events, but I took a step back and I was like, okay, so really what kind of impact do I want to make? Like, as Anna, what do I want to create and almost like write the legacy that I want to leave behind? And that question for me was really, I mean, it's taken me a few years to to really answer it confidently (laughs) (laughs) and allowed me to really kind of pivot into this space of owning my business and and really sitting in and, and supporting female entrepreneurs and change makers to create those experiences. And as I'm as I'm working with these women and seeing the transformations and the impact that they're making for the women that are in the room, that was my answer, right? That was for me the this is the legacy that I want to leave. This is the change that I want to create in this world to be able to help create the space for women like yourself that are truly educating and supporting and guiding for the better of whether it's life or business, you know, all, all the things that, that we have to, you know, do. Yeah, well, I, I think that the, the years that it took you to define that you're really killing it in your messaging. Cause it was very clear to us. Um, 
whenever we were looking for somebody, we knew what we were looking for, right? Um, yeah. And as soon as you actually responded about this podcast and being on the podcast and what you had written, we were like, oh, like she <laughs> does exist. <laughs> so we were very eager um, to talk to you, you know, both on here and for our own event. And we, um, and I say we, I'm talking about my co-founder, Ali and I um, yeah. have started following you nearly immediately. And mm-hmm. I've kept up with you ever since. And just, it really is, it is cool to see somebody that also went from corporate to small business. Um, mm-hmm. That's a transition that's so scary to take. Absolutely. Um, and trying to figure out how to do it and when to do it is, I'm sure, um, daunting. I want to ask you about that. How long ago was yeah. that? Yeah, so that was two years, two and a half years ago, actually, that like mm-hmm. I made the official, official leap, right? Obviously, as as those entrepreneurs, right. I feel like there's always like, you know, we're working in the background. <laughs> yeah, you're like, um, you're like kind of on the fence somewhere in between trying to figure it out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, you know, ironically enough, with, with COVID, uh, you know, hitting all of us, but obviously in the event and hospitality world, um, it, it pretty much, fu- I mean, fully shut down just as a as an industry for, right. even, you know, years afterwards. And it, it's interesting because I actually took that time uh, you know, quote, unquote, downtime, as we can say, <laughs> to really lean into this, the, this, the, the legacy, right, conversation and the question that I asked myself. Um, right. and, and that time allowed me to work behind the scenes, right, and to um, still have the capacity and almost a direction. And like, I guess space is really the, the word for me right. um, to lean into how I really wanted to uh, create this business. And I mean, yeah, we can probably have a whole episode on when and how to, to make that. Right. Happen. Yeah. That's a, um, I, can't because, even, yeah. I, I went, I, I don't want to say I was like forced in entrepreneurship. I, I've always been kind of, even in high school, like had little, like I made jewelry in high school and had a little yeah. show, you know, whatever. But um, with my husband in the military, it was just like, okay, I, it's going to have to be unconventional. Right. Um, so right after we got married, it was like, how am I going to create this? And it's definitely evolved from where I started. Um, oh, yeah. But I can't imagine, you know, especially because it sounds like you really loved your corporate job. You just knew that there was more. Um, so leaving something that you you loved, but you knew could be better is, is like super brave. I just have to say that. Like, that's Thank you. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think there's this this piece where you know, yes, I absolutely love what I did, but there was also this like empty, empty part of me also that I knew that there was something more, that there was something missing. Right. And so ultimately that, that missing piece was the way that I was doing events mm-hmm. and for the, the, the audience. Right. So it, it shifted from a, you know, corporate with a lot big dollars and, and more from a presence standpoint type of events and, you know, uh, scene into impact and intention and, right really creating connections that matter uh, for the for the women that truly want to create those experiences, right? So that shift alone, for me personally, as I was doing a lot of also personal development in this time, was way more attractive, even though it was terrifying. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how, you know, <laughs> the how and the what, right? Obviously, the, the money, you know, conversation of, you know, I'm leaving a corporate job that had a great salary and great benefits and, you know, stability and all those things that, you know, we talk about as we, as we're kind of considering leaving corporate, 
but ultimately at the end of the day, like I, I wanted to stay true to, to myself and to the passion and to the love that I wanted to, to be within. Right. And that was my answer. Right. Of course, there was support from mentors and coaches and kind of helping me guide and and put things into perspective and, um, you know, work through that. But ultimately that happiness piece was just a, it was a different happiness that I knew ultimately down the road. And again, going back to this legacy conversation, like this is how I'm going to be known for uh, versus unfortunately in corporate, you know, it, it might've probably not been, um, as big of an impact as as I can potentially and hopefully create. Sure. Now. sure. So whenever so you take the dive, now we're two and a half years later. Um, when you're working with a client, where do you, first of all, how do you source your clients? Because I do think that, like I mentioned before, you have a different perspective on a typical event planner mm. and coordinator. So where do you find that you get your most leads or how do you do your marketing? What's What's that look like for you? Yeah, this is actually a really interesting and funny uh, question because, you know, I feel like many entrepreneurs say, you know, social media or email marketing, right? Like the whole digital aspect. Mm -hmm. But ironically enough for me, all of my clients, I would say probably 98% of my clientele come from word of mouth. Oh, wow. Or, I mean, that's a testament to your product, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, and and also going to events myself and networking and meeting people, right? Like, genuinely, I, I, I stand firm in the conversation of the impact that a, that a one-on-one connection, in-person connection can make because okay. I, I literally live that by the way that I conduct my business. I can relate I to that quite a bit. That. Um, cause by trade, I'm a wedding photographer. Um, yeah. so I, a lot of my colleagues swear against like bridal expos. They're like, it's, mm. I never get any leads. I, I don't do anything, you know, I get everything through social media and blah, blah, blah. And I do my best work at a bridal expo. Like I Mm, book my most rides there. Like I, when I can get, and like I do a lot of networking events, which um, gets me a lot of leads on the virtual assistant side. Right. Um, So I can definitely relate to that. I do so much better when I can interact with somebody and really have a real conversation with them instead of this like mass produced caption. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So um, I definitely, I find value in that for my own company. So I can definitely relate there. Um, so what are, what are your favorite types of networking events to go to and things like that? Yeah, you know, there's ultimately what kind of transformed and pivoted for this business for me was I attended a, a retreat. Um, oh, nice. Literally, I would say probably like six months before I, I made the made the jump. And that intimate transformational experience of a retreat was literally like the one and only kind of experience that I needed to know (laughs) the impact that you, that, you know, those type of retreats can make on so many levels of your life. Right. And so, um, that ultimately kind of like catapulted into me knowing that where the investment needs to be for not only myself from a self-development standpoint, but also from a business standpoint. So if, if there are retreats, you know, of course, also from a schedule perspective, right. uh, if I have openings and there is a retreat that aligns with where I am in the season, uh, the focus of what they are, you know, planning to support their their retreat attendees with, um, you know, location, all that kind of stuff, then I try to prioritize retreats. Absolutely. 
because there's so many dimensions and retreats that that you can really dive into. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately, the connections you make in those type of settings, uh, not only with the host, but also the other attendees. I mean, you pretty much have a sisterhood for life <laughs> when you yeah, go to I- as somebody who is like literally planning one right now, yeah. <laughs> um, I can agree with all of that. I believe in all of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that that for sure is a priority. Naturally, that's a higher, higher end kind of ticket. Um, mm-hmm. I do also try to find, you know, quote unquote, smaller events in the sense of um, I'm actually heading out to one tomorrow where, you know, maybe it's between... 20 and 100 people um, and it's a specific niche and you get to do breakout rooms and they're speak- invited speakers, right? So right. it's a little bit different dynamic. It's a little bit more open, um, gets you a little bit out of your comfort zone in, a t- in the terms of like you almost have, you, you do have to initiate certain conversations versus in retreats. You're almost kind of like, you know, the setting is forced, but very politely forced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I try to also go to, you know, some of those type of events and then locally here, I'm in Austin, Texas here. Um, and what's also been really beneficial locally is just going to, and just finding whether it's happy hour type of events or dinners or, um, yeah, I was going to ask if you did yeah. like, you know, rising tide society, I know is a big one here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we have the Female Founders Collective oh, nice. out here. Well, I know, I know it's uh, across the U.S., so I've been to a few of those. Um, you know, and, and this also, there's a lot of just entrepreneurs that to for this purpose of just meeting and creating also just a sisterhood, not even from a business lens. There's so many women here in Austin specifically where... They just they just put something together because they just want they just want to meet new people. I want to take a moment and talk to you about Dubsado, an incredible all-in-one business management platform designed to help you streamline your processes, elevate your client experience, and save time on the tasks that matter the most. Dubsado offers a wide range of features, including client relation management, project tackling, invoicing, and so much more. It's the perfect tool to help you grow and manage your business with ease. And because we love Dubsado and our listeners so much. We have a special offer just for you. Use code Cassie Lane at checkout to get 20% off your first month or year with Dubsado. That's right. You're going to get 20% off when you sign up and you use the code Cassie Lane. That's K-A-S-S-I-E-L-A-Y-N-E. Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to simplify your business and focus on what truly matters. Visit Dubsado.com D-U-B-S-A-D-O.com and use code Cassie Lane today. Now let's get back to the conversation. I was actually curious to know if you had thought about doing that yourself um, because, you know, because of your background and then just what you're seeking out too. Are you, are you like heading any of these? I I feel like if you're not, it's a very missed opportunity. (laughs) Uh, That's actually really, really funny because so we, I say we, my best friend and I, we did start um, a, a community called Elevated Female last year uh, for the purpose of creating, uh, you know, just local events. And the, the plan else, obviously, of course, is to, to go beyond Austin um, for that exact reason. And it was kind of this aha moment where it's like, okay, we want sisterhood. We want friends. We just want, you know, women around us. Um, and then being an event planner, it's kind of like, well, that's kind of a no brainer. Like we can put right, it Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we do have elevated female. It has, it has kind of, you know, slowed a little bit just because 
the from a client perspective this year actually has thankfully grown um, and gotten really busy. So I've been a little bit limited for for me to create those those experiences. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm I'm supporting the women that are creating them here and beyond too. So it's my kind favorite of, thing to say is that you can only drive one car at a time. So yeah, you have to yeah. get in the car that's giving you the most money or giving you the most fulfillment or, you know, whatever it needs, whatever needs to happen sure. for you in that moment. So it's not that you're never going to drive that car again. No, no. Right and, and to your point, right? Like, I mean, it, it was a tough decision for us to kind of just put it, put the, you know, pause on it because mm-hmm. to, you know, as part of this conversation, we just, we just know the impact of just bringing yeah. women into a room, whether it's five women or 500, it really doesn't matter the number. It, it just ultimately just having that space for women to feel safe and feel heard and, and to really be able to, you know, just have those conversations. Uh, Mm -hmm. It it really is impactful in, in whatever the, you know, you as a, as a female are are going through. Right. And so it it was very hard, but at the same time for me, what, what helps me kind of feel a little bit better, I would say about it is I still get to support in that kind of, you know, realm, but just in a different way. And, you know, for, for other women that are just creating those communities or opportunities and spaces. Yeah. And I, I love to hear that you say that, um, this year had picked up for you because my, my next question was how the economy, if you feel like it has impacted you, um, there's a lot of chatter going on online and a lot of us just in general feeling, um, the impact of the economy on us right now. Are you are you feeling that? Are you prepping for that? What do you think is going to, how's that going to impact you? Yeah, it's really interesting. You know, events, there's obviously uh, seasons with events and, you know, especially the type of events that I do, right? Retreats, workshops, conferences, that those kind of events. Um, holidays are always the, are down, down seasons, right? Mm-hmm. So currently, as, as we're speaking in October, I'm actually heading into a pretty, pretty low season from uh, an event hosting perspective. But at the same time, I've had a lot of conversations with women that, you know, they bring this up of the worry if they're going to be able to sell, but ultimately it's the experience that you're creating and for, and the work that we're doing together to make sure that we are creating that experience, but also in a friendly budget way. So that way that, you know, their communities still can invest and still can attend um, you know, and, and yes, naturally there's fluctuations between, uh, you know, month to month. The biggest thing that I've seen is just decision-making is taking a little bit longer. So a lot of times we'll have clients that are, you know, maybe a month out and they're not fully sold out or they, you know, still have a lot of tickets, um, that are available, but it's because, there is so much no unknown in the world for everybody and they're just waiting really to the last minute to figure out, you know, if that's they'll so be interesting. able to travel yeah, it, Do you think that that's like the, is this a, a long-term effect of like, I'm going to like of COVID like, it, is this, mm. you know, people who had to deal with like not being able to get their money back and not be able right. to, to do, you know, to, they were out so much financially um, for seemingly nothing when the, you know, when the quote unquote, the world shut down. So yeah. Do you think that this is just going to be like a continued impact for those, it, you know, the repercussions of 2020 are quite frankly, still very fresh and yeah. still happening. So I'm curious, do you, is that some, is that a trend that you've been seeing that you think will stick around? 
It, it for sure is a trend that I'm seeing and I and I think it will stick around for a little bit, right? Like I don't think it, it's going to be a forever thing uh, just because naturally, you know, we want to be in person and if there will be, we'll get back to that place where it's like, you know what, I'm going no matter what. I mm-hmm. think right now, yes, the the repercussions of COVID and, and those experiences uh, in addition to just the kind of the financial un- in, unknown right now, um, across the world, uh, across, you know, um, the world, it, it for sure is something that, and I'll even add to that. There's so many events that are popping up now, right? So there's oh, kind yeah, of everybody's coming back. <laughs> influx, right. Of, of events post COVID. And so it's almost this like undecisiveness of like, Oh, there's so many options, like, you know, how do I pay? for the year or for the month or whatever. It's like, which one do I go to? Which one do I invest, you know, timing and family and all the things. So there's just a lot more to that goes into the decision-making of going to these events. Mm -hmm. And so it's just sometimes a lot easier to kind of just have it in your back pocket, right. Or just kind of on your calendar. And then as you get closer, you, you, your schedule firms up your family, your, your finances, whatever those, those, um, you Everything know, kind of irons out and you can, you can see a clearer picture and now you're like, okay, now, now I'm ready. Like, let's. Exactly. Let's right. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a super interesting perspective and not one that I think many have um, from the inside to just see, because, you know, speaking for myself as someone who's planning this event and I'm not, this is our first one. So yeah. it's not like I have all of this data, but you have sure. the perspective of multiple clients and you're like, it's all kind of happening to everybody. <laughs> It is. And honestly, every like I can't even tell you how many times I have the same conversation a week with different clients. Uh, <laughs> that goes that goes back to whether it's like, do we price it out right? Uh, do we lower it? Like, you know, all those things this right. is really selling. And so it yes, I mean, if 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 you're someone that is in this uh, you know, space of you have an event, you're a little bit like what's happening with ticket sales, uh, is there interest? Should I lower? It, it, you are not alone. Everyone is going through it. And it's just a matter of really, ultimately, it goes back down to the core. And you know, you and I talked about this a little bit, is truly understanding your community and the intention of the event. Because if you have that locked, locked and loaded, your community, like it's, it's a no brainer for your community, right? So if if there are questions that you're kind of going around and trying to figure out, you know, how to best, um, quote unquote, sell out, right, your event right. and sooner versus later, it's go back to really understand and ask yourself, like, do you want, have I really sat with the true intention and mission of this event? And then have I shared that with my audience effectively for them to know that intention, right? And that ultimately for them to be there, it benefits them in X, Y, Z, right? So that's just something maybe to to kind of go back on if if you're in this space right now. Yeah, and on the other side of that coin, what would you tell attendees to look for when when there are all these options and when there are Mm -hmm. like, how how would you recommend if you're looking to attend, you know, one, three, however many conferences in 2024, yeah. Um, what's your advice on how to narrow that down? Maybe, maybe top, top two or top three. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I've never been asked that. So <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so I, you know, I, first off, I would say like, sit down with yourself and, and see what you need in the season. Right. 
whether it's personal growth, whether it's business, whether it's um, just community, right? Like if you're feeling just lonely within just uh, your circle of friends or sisters. Mm -hmm. So really kind of sit down and understand like, what are you craving and needing at the, in this moment and in this season of your life? Um, and, and, and have that be kind of like the driving factor, right? Mm-hmm. Start, start looking, um, kind of keep an eye on the, the coaches or facilitators or guides that you follow or have connections and relationships with and see which ones are providing an opportunity to help solve or support in that area that you are needing. Right. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. And, and because ultimately that's, that's what I tell my clients to focus on when they create the event. So it only makes sense to make sure that as an attendee, right, that that's reciprocated on the other side, because that's how you're going to get the true uh, ideal, quote unquote, you know, attendees at your event um, for it to be supportive. And then I would say kind of from also the entertainment and experience standpoint, right, it's understanding kind of like what style of event or learning or connection that you like. So Mm -hmm. if you're one that really loves to just like sit in a chair and just like learn and get all the knowledge all day, (laughs) right? Or you're the one that really actually loves activities and bonding and and really kind of getting deep uh, into the work, aka such as like a retreat, you know, understand the type of way that you want to experience the the event. And then that also can help lead you as to like what style of event you should even be looking towards, right? Because if you if you really do love the the learning and the conference style, then it it probably wouldn't do you the best to look for retreats um, and vice versa. Right. So it's really kind of understanding what you, what you like and how you like to learn and and take in the knowledge uh, to be able to kind of guide you into the right direction there. Now I find it interesting because on both sides um, you, you mentioned like picking out like almost like what you can afford. You didn't say that way. You said it much Mm. more eloquently than that. But um, (laughs) whenever you're talking about budget for conferences, you know, everything is so dictated by the cost of things, right? On the back end for the creator and then the investment on the other side. Is there a sweet spot that you try to aim your clients to be in? Um, How do you structure kind of like the budget scene? How do you go about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, every every event, uh, I'll say that there's layers. So every client, every event, every audience, there's there's going to be different budgets uh, depending on what we're working with, right? A conference budget and price per person is going to be very, very different. And the layout of the budget is going to look very different than it would be for a retreat, something like that you're, you're creating, right? So mm-hmm. my biggest thing is, the way I walk through my clients is is one making sure that they fully understand their their clients, their needs, um, their social uh, impact, and um, you know financial uh, status because that then helps us create that budget. How much of those you know fluff items can we add to the budget, or how much should we kind of like set back and really be intentional in other areas because you know, a hundred dollar difference of the ticket makes a massive difference for it to be 50% full versus hundred percent. Right. Sure. So it, it really is understanding your audience. And then 
you know, naturally I walk my, my clients through and we, we go through this together. It's like understanding what is the experience that we're trying to curate and what are those line items in the budget that we need to have versus a nice to have to create that experience. And, you know, a lot of times having a massive flower wall, yes, it's nice. And yes, it's a great Instagrammable moment, but like, is it really needed for your first or, or the <laughs> second event? Right? Your ticket price by $50 a person. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. And so it's like, if you know your audience really, really well, and if $50 makes a pretty big difference and you ask yourself, like, would they care if a flower wall is there versus not there, right. <laughs> then, then that kind of helps you eliminate or, or add certain things to the budget that can kind of help create that, that at right cost for you. Right. Um, okay. So we talked about what parts of the conference were important to you. Like if you wanted to be all about learning or all about socializing. So we're going to shift a little bit. I ask all of my guests this. Um, <laughs> we're socializing. We're having a drink. What are we drinking? Oh, yes. So, well, all right. Right now, and <laughs> it's... I, I love a moment when like they have to pause and they're like, let, let me explain. <laughs> well, well, yes. And, and unfortunately, there is a story because I, I, within the last year, learned that I can't drink alcohol anymore from just a medical standpoint. Oh, wow. um, I get, I just get really severe migraines, like the second, the second oh, I have like even a sips. So, you know, a year ago, my answer would have been anything beer and vodka. <laughs> now, now it's shifted a little bit. So, but my go-to, uh, whenever I go anywhere or hang out with anyone, it's usually a, um, a virgin mojito, um, oh, mocktail. Yeah. Have you tried any, uh, you know, something really big right now is like mocktails and, um, yeah. making drink non-alcoholic drinks fancy. Have you tried, there's a couple subscription boxes that, that I've been seeing. Have you tried anything like that? I haven't done any of the subscriptions boxes. I definitely have, uh, which again, and being at some of these like local events here in Austin, there's a lot of amazing uh, women founders of uh, non-alcoholic um, alcohol oh. right, or drinks. Uh, and so it's been definitely really amazing to like try and experience and see, you know, what I like and what I don't like. I've never been a wine drinker, but some of these non-alcoholic wines are actually like, oh, okay, cool. So I can, I can have a glass and look fancy now. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love that for you. I love that for you. I, I've been, um, you know, it's like my for you page. I don't know. I drink alcohol, but I get all of these, like, maybe it's a sign. It's like the algorithm trying to tell me to like, maybe take a break, Um, but it gives me like, they always look so good. Like all these um, non-alcoholic, like mixologists almost. Yeah. Um, It's, but some of them, I, you know, I, I laugh on the other side too. Cause I'm like, no, that's just a smoothie. Like you can't (laughs) have a mocktail. It's so funny. Yeah. And you know, here's from also just like an event perspective, right. And hospitality, like, so many of these amazing bartenders and and have created these opportunities where if you are health conscious, right, even it being Mm -hmm. like a wellness event, you can still have a bartender, but have it be a non-alcoholic mocktail or elixirs or, you know, floral type of experience where, because, you know, and I have something really to agree. say about the experience, right? There's something exactly. to say about that, like a cocktail party brings that isn't just all based around the actual alcohol. It's like exactly the, yeah. the experience, the catering to, you know, all of that. So that, that is really cool. And that's a, that's a good little tip too. I like that. you like dropped a little nugget right at the end. That was great. 
<laughs> um, well, I, I want to thank you. We could talk for like another hour probably, um, yeah. <laughs> but I will not take up any more of your time. I'm so grateful that we finally um, had this yeah, come it together. Happened. It was well yeah. worth the wait. Oh, thanks. Um, this was so much fun. And before you go, just tell us where we can find you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. So I am on Instagram at Anna.Grigluska. We'll definitely spell that out for y'all. Yeah, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. Don't worry about taking notes right now. <laughs> we, uh, we, I'm also on um, pretty active on LinkedIn with my name, Anna Grigluska. And then you can find all of our services, guides, and also um, some programming that's coming down the pipeline uh, um, at the elevated collective.co as well. Oh, I love that. And we'll drop everything in the show notes and on Instagram. We'll make sure to tag you. Um, thank you so much again for being here. Um, I really appreciate it. Gosh, Kate, Kate, Cassie, this was amazing. Thank you so much. Bye. And there you have it. Another great guest on the mastermind mixer. Remember just as Anna designs remarkable events, she's given us a blueprint for crafting a remarkable life filled with meaningful connections and powerful impact. Stay tuned for more thought-provoking conversations in our upcoming episodes. If you enjoyed this episode, please show your love by leaving a review and a rating. Your feedback helps us grow and reach even more listeners. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Mastermind Mixer so you never miss an episode. It's your support that keeps us going and inspires us to keep shaking things up. As always, a special thanks to our listeners and guests. Without you, this podcast would not be possible. Cheers. Cheers.